0: to the Quarantine Players podcast. We are a group of writers, directors, and actors who had our productions canceled due to the pandemic. Each week, we'll read a new play and discuss it with a playwright, just like Shakespeare. We aspire to create new work during a global pandemic. Janie Smith, a football fan monologue.
1: Give me a fucking minute, okay? Fuck. Yeah, I will tell you. Fucking wait a minute, if my baby is crying. Yeah, yeah, you got me formula and diapers. Thank you. But the diapers are the wrong kind again. So my baby loves Huggies. You come in here without knocking. Where's the money, Janie? Where's the fucking money? And make Chrissy cry. You're gonna stop talking, okay? If it wasn't for me, would you be wearing that goose coat and tims? Hmm? No. Shut up. Don't want another complaint from that old woman upstairs because of you, okay? Shh, Chrissy. shh. are shh. in this fucking basement apartment, at the bus stop. I can see my breath. because we're being trapped in a meat freezer, it feels like... (sighs) Thanks so much for the swag, really. I mean it. The baby blanket's warm, must have cost you a lot. I can certainly model this for you, but keep your small dick in your pants. Last time you almost spooged on my baby, fucking pervert. I don't know why I let you watch my baby. Keep it in your... <laughs> Thank you. I look like the biggest Vikings fan, don't I? Arriving with this, instant hard on for sure, don't you think? And maybe you should go to a sports supply store and get me some pads for the shoulders. Yeah, shoulder pads. Take the pads, maybe some for the knees too with me when I Uber and when I fuck them, wear just the pads, yeah. Skull oh, Vikings! You want more? Because you're not getting it from your wife, right? If I don't, are you going to strangle me again? Okay! I could sing this later tonight. Skull Vikings, let's win this game. Skull Vikings, honor your name. Go get that first down, then get a touchdown. Right here. Rock 'em, sock 'em, fight, 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 fight. Go Vikings, run up the score. You'll hear us yell for more. Vikings, Skull Vikings, let's go. <laughs> shh, shh, shh. I'm gonna Mommy was just pretending. Looks like I'm ready to watch the game from the U.S. Bank Stadium. Right in one of them suites, don't I? Could you hook me up? It's not fair that you can go to the Sunday game, but we can't. I want Chrissy and I to be on one of those leather seats. Bet them seats are heated up there, unlike here. When it gets below 10, I can really feel the cold. My bones ache and Chrissy's like an ice cube after midnight. Yeah, yeah, you've heard this since November, but we can't sleep. I'm not gonna whore myself every day during Super Bowl week if I don't got heat. You think these guys want to fuck a corpse, do you? So could you buy some floor heaters? Because the landlord is a fucking joke. I should report him. But if I do, he'd report me, wouldn't he? Because I know. I know you've been talking to him, right? Fuck you. Fuck you! Oh, I'm not feeling good right now. After I left, my stomach—it, all that bean dip, chips, squawk, all that come. I blew five guys, five, five filthy cocks. It was like I was deep throating a bunch of turnips. You said, you said it was just two guys. You lied. I didn't know. I didn't know. You're so full of shit. I show up there, this. This house in the the Kenwood neighborhood with children outside, building a snowman, rolling the final ball for the face. Yeah, and there are five guys in the living room. Like a living room in a magazine, a big TV, must have been like 60 inches, oak paneling, I think. Surround sound, these paintings of Minnesota farmland, tractors and shit. A big fireplace, warm, (laughs) a table full of every kind of munchie you can think of. So these out-of-towners um, we're watching these highlights on ESPN, breakdowns on players. I knew it wasn't their place, now rented for the week, and I'm gonna suck and fuck them like I'm in a porno again, all in some perfect American family's home. And I couldn't say, um, why are there five of you? Because I would have gotten a fist to my jaw again if I questioned, you know. Duh. So I was there in these fat fuckers in Vikings jerseys. Hi guys, I'm Janie, are you ready to play? And I haven't taken off my second boot when two of them come at me. The guy with a yellow blue face and the Vikings helmet with the horns and the big braids and another guy with a jersey smeared with salsa and they start mm, mm-hmm, feeling me up. You're definitely hotter in the flesh than on that website. Thank you. I'm standing on the mat with their boots, and the guy with the helmet starts sucking my neck like a leech. Yes, only 17. Unzipping my coat, and the sausage guy starts fingering me with fingers orange from Cheetos. Yes, my pussy is tight. I said that. I didn't forget. And the guy with the horns takes me downstairs to the basement. The other guys follow me behind. The basement's not totally done, so there's wiring exposed, and... We go into this room with Rubbermaids, full of board games and naked Barbie dolls, and Christmas, Halloween ornaments, cold cement floor and a mattress. They probably took from upstairs, probably mom and dad's mattress in front of this big furnace. (sighs) Then they eat me like I'm chicken wings on the mattress. Two, three, I can handle, but not five. No, you lied, fuck you. You try getting fucked three ways, face, pussy, ass, and then say you can handle it. The worst of it was the kid. Yeah, a kid. Must have been seven. Comes into the basement room, seeing his father, the guy with the horns, eating me out, his dick on my face. Dad? I broke my heart. But I didn't cry. Even though he couldn't stop looking at me, you lied. I'm keeping a thousand. Yes, yes, yeah. A thousand for me, four thousand for you. Sh- shut the fuck up. Zip it. Yeah, yeah. The agreement was five thousand, but I paid what I owe you this month. So a thousand for me. Yeah. I'm going back tonight, right? So what's the problem? <laughs> Oh, my stomach. I think I should go to the ER and get my stomach pumped. Yuck. I need to take a shower. So give me a few hours, please, before I gotta go again. Okay? Go to the sports supply store or Walmart or wherever the fuck and get me some shoulder pads. And pom-poms? Yeah. It can come out of my portion. You also pick up some food for the baby. She likes sweet potatoes. Thank you. Now get the fuck out. You hear me. Take it and get the fuck out. Chrissy. Chrissy. Sleepy. Chrissy. Chrissy. And the
0: The more I hear that the the, the the it is so intense. It's like you've simmered a whole story for hours and just took the important parts of it. It's just it's
2: so vivid. Thank you AJ Thank you for uh, choosing my play
0: it is it is the detail in it is so incredible and so completely accurate, I believe <laughs> um, Nancy um, do you want to introduce yourself?
1: hi I'm Nancy um I I think it's amazing, uh, and it's just got so much as a performer to really dig into, and um, in such a short period of time. So I'm really grateful for the opportunity to get to read it.
0: I would absolutely love to see this in a longer, a longer play, um, that really takes apart this whole world that, for some of us, we've never, we've never seen, we've never lived in. Um, I can't imagine a world where this would be okay, but clearly they they exist.
2: It happens every Super Bowl. Yeah.
0: yeah. Goodness gracious. Um, what challenges did you find with this this piece, Nancy?
1: Uh well, I think the uh, doing it on Zoom is a challenge. You know, I think obviously there's a lot of physicality in it that you can't really get obviously, uh, over a computer. Um, But, you know, otherwise, I think it's, for me, it was just trying to make her a real person. You know, it's a short period of time, but she's a whole person. She's got a whole life. Um, So even though we're were only seeing her for a little bit, you know, she's she's complete um, and trying to pack as much of her personality into it in such a short period of time so that you do care about her
0: Such an incredibly strong story. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, Asher, I hope you will will trust us with another play soon. Um, it was yes. wonderful, and Nancy, thank you so much. Thank
3: you, Nancy, so much.
1: Thank you.
0: Bye, guys. Till we see you again. Bye. Thanks, take care. Hope for the Jets Fan, a 10-minute play by Hank Kimmel. It's the waning moments of the AFC Championship. Fucking Jets.
4: Fucking Jets. Fucking Jets. Ah!
0: Oh,
3: do I have to say how much I hate these fucking Jets? Oh, how these fucking Jets have fucked up my life so many fucking times. Fuck. Why am I letting them do it to me one more fucking time? Why can't I pull myself the fuck away huh? when I still have fucking time to say to myself, I'm
2: going to take back my life. Uh, you're not going to fuck with me no more. All they need is one more first down, right? And then they'll make the fucking Super Bowl. Well,
3: uh, did I invite you?
2: Well, here I am. Uh, your name? Dan. Uh, you the new, the new neighbor? I've eh, been around for a while. I see you're making yourself at home. You left the door open. I came in. Well, I left the door
3: open to let uh, Hope out. Uh, When Hope was out, uh, the Jets scored two touchdowns. Uh, uh, Hope's the name of my dog. Uh, uh, My constant companion. Uh, When I let her back in, uh, the Jets gave up a touchdown and a field goal. Uh, So uh, I put her back out, though. It's it's sleet and cold. Uh, I'm afraid she's going to get sick.
2: So... A sacrifice of your dog's health for the good of the Jets.
3: What? I just pray for one more play. Third and two. A first down. A first down, and then we'll be able to run out the clock. And then, and then I'll let hope in. Uh, but these are the Jets. Uh, nothing comes easy. Now they're gonna kill me before my time.
2: <laughs> At least they're making the Dolphins use a timeout.
3: Yeah, but. Uh, if the Jets don't make this fucking first down, the Dolphins have have plenty of time to fuck up whatever joy that's left in my life. Fuck, 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 fuck! fuck, fuck! Ah! Did you see that fucking play? Everyone in the fucking world knew that they were going to run it straight up the middle. Fuck! Could put my life on it, and now,
2: fuck! Mm, Looks short by a good yard. I don't. I don't like how it's mocked. As if the universe is conspiring against us.
3: Once again. For
2: more than fifty years, huh?
3: Fifty lousy, despicable, fuck one years.
2: I admire any Jet fan under the age of fifty. They missed our one fucking moment of glory. Ah, could be another, right? <laughs> well, you tell me.
3: Well, it looks like it's uh, fourth and uh, a bit more than a yard.
2: Four and a half feet to glory hallelujah. Or perpetual misery. At least they forced the dolphins to use their next to last time out. What how long have you been here? Since the Jets got the ball and starting to burn clock. Oh, then you've been a force for good. I like to think I came in the nick of time. Yeah, you know, I used to watch these
3: games with these guys from work until uh, we realized the group was creating this uh, bad vibe. Uh, Two of the guys don't even watch the games uh, live anymore. They tape them, and if the Jets win,
2: they'll watch, Uh, but if the Jets lose... They'll disassociate themselves from anything bad. Fucking
3: A! Now,
2: the Jets are calling a timeout?
3: Uh, Like, they have no fucking clue what they're gonna do next!
2: or go for it. You can bet, whatever
3: they decide, it'll be wrong. Choking it away, right? Part of me thinks that they should just, like, go for it, to put the game out of reach, another part thinks that
2: it should punt and, and, and make the fins go the length of the field. If there was some guarantee they could make it, a yard and a half is, is more than a yard. But less than two.
3: You know, most teams trust their quarterback, but we
2: can't trust Arnold. What if he could sneak it through? Oh,
3: God, I'd be the happiest man in the world.
2: If you had a guarantee or like a Joe Namath guarantee, (laughs) something more guaranteed
3: than that. If you don't mind, you just stand there. You know, I think you're bringing good luck, but don't eat the food. The food is tainted. As soon as I give a chip to Hope, bad things started to happen and, and Hope threw up on the floor. We need to go into this with a clear mind.
2: What if I said I could arrange for the Jets to get a first down?
3: <laughs> I, I'd raise you to the status of a god.
2: No, really.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm serious.
2: Seriously, what if I could make a first down happen? What are you, a fixer? How much is it worth to you for the Jets to get a first down?
3: I'd give you all the money in my secret hiding place, uh, but that's not much. Everyone in my family knows where it is.
2: Would a first down be worth a year of your dog's life? What are you talking about? How old is Hope?
3: Uh, 11.
2: Mm. How long do you think she'll live?
3: Uh, Well, I I think she'll live till at least she's 13. My wife says I treat Hope better than her. I mean, but you know, we're soulmates. (laughs) I I mean, Hope. Uh, I don't know what I do without her. Uh, usually, uh, you know, after the Jets lose, I, I mean, we go on a six mile walk. I mean, she's the thing that keeps me sane.
2: What if I said that I could arrange for the Jets to get a first down, but in return, you'd have to give up a year of hope's life? Hi- hypothetically? A year off hope's life for the Jets to make the Super Bowl. Of course, a bit more for them to win it all. Wait, so you're saying a trade off. My... Happiness! For... Something transferable to me. Years? <laughs> well, that's one form of currency. M- money? I'm more interested in, uh, eternal life. Are you... karmic? I suppose I am. Oh. One year off my dog's life, for the Jets to make it to the Super Bowl? At the very least. What else? Well, I'd have to take some positive karma away from the Rangers and Knicks. What about the Mets? Abandoned years ago, a trade-off. The 1986 World Series in return for Bernie Madoff and Bobby Bonilla.
3: Well, can't the Jets do this on their
2: own? What do you think?
3: They came close in, in 1982.
2: Who do you think drenched the field in Miami before the AFC Championship game? What, Don Shula? Yours truly. You fucker. Dolphins fans were in on it. I got three fatal heart attacks after that game. Well, what about the Patriots? There's going to be a pandemic for their fans when fate catches up with them. <laughs> that was more than Belichick and Brady. Karma. You. What do you say? Do you want to make the first down or not? Oh, please, God. You don't need God. You have me. J E
4: T S. Judge, Judge, Judge!
3: Oh, wow! A first down with no flags on the play! No, no stupid Mark Gastineau, late hit, no butt fumble, no Henry Ruggs, Hail Mary, oh Lord, we're going to do it! Ah! Oh, oh, come on!
4: Oh, 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 I'm oh, oh, sorry. Oh, give
1: a limb. I'm so sorry.
4: Oh,
0: we don't need to walk tonight. Hope's named after soccer goalie Hope Solo enters and sits on Mecco's lap. The Jets probably find a way to lose the Super Bowl, but in return, we expect Mecco
5: to have one more good year with his beloved golden retriever. The end. (laughs) Football, I don't understand it. So you're you're better off that way. You're better off.
0: I do believe so. I do believe so. And you're a Dyed in the Wool, uh longtime football fan.
5: Yeah, I, I try to disassociate myself from it as well. I, I have to say I, I have a very painful memory of going to the Falcon Super Bowl and I still haven't come to terms with it. I think it's going to take me 10 years to come to terms with that. So what was the greatest day of my life turned into the worst. I've been a Jet fan. The Jets won the 1969 Super Bowl. And even though I was a very young boy at the time, I just said, uh, kind of or the Jewish prayer for it, that would have been enough. I mean, I have that to sustain me. It was the greatest game of all time to me. And the Giants, I grew up also liking the Giants and they won four Super Bowls. I felt uh, well sated for that. So, um, uh, but I try, even now, I, I'm not looking at sports at all this week. I'll probably bypass the Super Bowl, put it on tape and and just try to avoid it. It has all the elements in, in the American culture, society that I find distasteful and at the same time I, I can't keep myself away from it. I'll fast forward through the game. So it's and also it's just a very one of the full length plays that I've written called Confessions of a Hitman is about two ex football players. So it's really something that kinda of haunts me. And I, I only played football for for, for one day intact in and and all of that too. And I had a obviously a bad experience. The coach put in the middle of the, with the ball in the middle of the circle and says I want to run through the circle and I said which guys are on my team and before I said that all the guys tackled me as they're trying to run through I said uh, that's enough of playing sports that, that you're going to get hitting football but only if my team wins I'm one of the guys I'll take the game and like a play I mean you know what happens at death of a city so when you watch it there's no spoiler alert so i like to know the ending and then watch it like i'm watching a play it's just to see how it
0: unfolds great so um adam Vennick, why don't you tell us what it's like playing the devil
2: um yeah so it's uh, it's interesting um i don't tend to play a lot of outright villains um because I have a baby face, um, but uh, I, I enjoy the chance to play villains a lot more than I like playing, um, I I don't know, just ostensibly random dudes um, that I tend to get cast as. Uh, I The only other chance I really had to do it was in a production of the play Information for Foreigners, the Argentinian play by Griselda Gambaro. Um, But this was really fun. I thought there was a lot of suaveness to Dan um, that I really, really enjoyed bringing out. Um, He also has this kind of, like, ageless Mr. Burns quality that I tried to lean into, Um, get all tenty in the fingers and whatnot. Um, But I remember reading the script, um hank and just really being blown away by the cleverness of the writing Uh, and i remember aj when you offered this to me you said we need one man pick which role you want and play it and i did and i I really don't regret it because this was a a fun role to play and i really really enjoyed it
0: the villains are always better and adam Mm -hmm. r (laughs) um tell us what do you think of this guy would you would you hang out with this guy
3: well, oh, um, oh, uh, by the way, Adam, um, uh, if you like playing uh, the devil, um, I encourage you to, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever read Eurydice by Sarah Rule, but uh, maybe I'd say if you know, then, then there's a Lord of the Underworld mm-hmm. and he basically has to play like, he plays something called the Nasty Interesting Man and then he plays something called Child and it's, it's for people who like to be evil, who maybe have a little bit more of a baby face at least it can, um, uh, it's a great role.
2: And uh, I think you do great at it. Well, so why don't we license this show? <laughs> Let's make it happen. <laughs> sure. Um, okay. uh, Thank you. Yeah. I'll, I'll look into it. That's great.
3: Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, I was gonna say, it's t- so I have a, um, I have this spot on the couch. So we bought, uh, we, when we moved up here, we bought a couch right before uh, the Olympics. Um, the Winter Olympics back, I was a 20, anyway. Um, and um, anytime I would watch a sporting event at sitting in an exact place on the couch, every team that I was rooting for would win. And it's never, it's never been wrong. And I've watched the Caps get their Stanley Cup and I watched the Nationals get their World Series and whatnot. And the hard part is, is that I'm not, like, the crazy part is, like, I'm not, like, an obsessed sports fan either. But, like, if I need a win, I'll, like, be like, all right, I'm sitting down and, like, I'll, you know, when I, I watched the, um I watched the election from
0: that spot. Uh,
3: anyway, though, um, so thank God though you did. I don't know, <laughs> it was just so funny, because my wife, like, is, like, is, like, that's crazy. But then, like, when I was, like, hey, I need to watch the election from the spot, she's, like, yeah, I understand. She's, like, you, you do you. Um, where were you sitting in 2016
0: is what i want to know
3: on a completely different what the
0: hell it's your fault (laughs) that that
3: couch has been has been thrown out since then um uh and i remember from that couch i could never watch any anyway um what i'm trying to say is is a really roundabout way is that i don't i'm not usually a big um my whole family's from long island and um like, they're big Mets fans, and I think they're Giants fans. But typically, New Yorkers and sports teams, like me, don't really get along. Um, especially because they know everybody's name and every last little thing. And they're like, can you believe the blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, yeah, cool, sports, all right. Like, I mean, I can watch it. I'm a fan. Um, but with that being said, there is an inherent thing that I can relate to about what this guy is, is going through. And then on top of that um, – I felt like um, this is a Jets every fan. Like this is like anytime I envision a Jet, this is a Jets fan. This is exactly how they fucking talk. So, good job. Can
2: I, can I really quickly jump on that and just say, growing up in Columbus, Ohio, which is the seat of like one of the most intensely aggressive sports rivalries in America. I thought it was dead on accurate, except for the accent. You reminded me of some of my uncles, um, except you weren't holding a Budweiser. Um, yeah. Fancy.
5: You're referring to the Buckeyes. I want you to know I'm, I'm a Buckeye fan. Out of my dad went to a, uh, the Ohio State University. The University.
2: Ohio State University, Hank?
5: The yes, o- yes, the yes, yes. So, yeah, so I, I, I feel you on that one. So
2: good.
0: I have a strong suspicion women invented sports to keep men busy so they can do actual work.
5: You know, AJ, actually, for this play, I'm, I'm going to have it read in a couple of weeks. Part of my working title playwrights, and I have it cast with a woman doing the uh, the role of Adam. And I think it's going to be interesting because women sports fans. I know my mother was one of them too. which just curse. She was an Islanders fan, and, and just we go to the game and see this elegant, civilized woman turn into what practically seemed like a cigar chopping sports fan too. So I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try it that way too. And I love what both Adams did with this too. I think Adam or I captured the jet fan and, and so I think I'll keep it. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm gonna give that a try. So don't discount it.
3: The- Islanders fans are like um, Oakland Raiders fans meets
0: Jets fans. They're hardy. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much. And I appreciate all your efforts. (laughs) Setting. A living room of Eileen and Evan Markman. A TV dominates the room. There is a couch, easy chair, and a small bar. It is a cold northeastern city. At rise, it's Super Bowl Sunday, 1991. The game between the New York Giants and the Buffalo Bills is reaching a waning moment, with the Giants projecting a slim lead. Evan, dressed in a blue Navy New York Giants uniform, number 89, watches the TV as if in prayer. His wife Eileen answers. She wears a white dress with a blue and red trim.
4: Evan? Evan? Please. Evan! What? I'm going to kill myself.
6: Can it wait till after the game?
4: No, Evan, this time it can't.
6: Wrong time to get fancy. Wearing them down, wearing them down. And what do they do? Anderson, give the ball to Anderson. Who's winning? Giants, up by one. Uh, Three minutes left, uh, Timeout, Buffalo. Oh, I see you missed me today. Would you mind leaving us alone until this thing is over? Did you hear what I said? For God's sake, Eileen, it's the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, the most important game of my life. Well,
4: That's why I thought now would be the perfect time to kill myself while well, you were involved with something you loved.
6: All we need is one more first down, and, and then we can run out the clock. Then we'll head to McHale's and, and, and celebrate with a bottle of his overpriced champagne.
4: <laughs> Drink ourselves into oblivion? This time that's not going to work.
6: That's it. That's it. It's Bavaro. Mark Bavaro. Love you, baby. Love you. So dependable year after year. The kind of guy you want in your foxhole.
4: It doesn't look like they have enough for a first down.
6: What are you trying to do, Jinx? This? Well, I'm trying to be realistic. Five guys invited me to watch with them, but... But there's a reason I turned them down. I don't like drunken commentary. I don't like small talk between plays. I don't like people who can't stick with it to the end. There's a lot of karma in football. And that's why I haven't gone to the bathroom since second quarter. That's when the Giants got the lead. And if I leave this room, it might destroy everything so delicately gained.
4: As long as I'm making myself clear.
6: Come on, Eileen, this could be it. This will be it. Just one more. Uh, oh, That's bad, isn't it? Bad. This is awful. Quarterback sneak on third and four. It's as if they don't want to win.
4: I didn't want to tell you this, but I had a vision last night and the Giants are going to lose.
6: Why would you say something like that?
4: Oh, the vision wasn't bad. It was peaceful. Though grown men were in tears, there was a a strong sense of
6: redemption. You're trying to ruin it for me, aren't you? The one pleasure left in my life.
4: (laughs) Let's not blame each other for, let's just call it 28 miserable years. They were miserable, weren't they? In the sense that our greatest joy didn't come from each other.
6: I missed the 1987 Super Bowl the only Super Bowl the Giants ever won because you drank all my bourbon and passed out on the front lawn. I know it was wrong of me to keep saying your dad died the day before the Super Bowl out of spite. Still, I made a vow that the next time the Giants got close, I'd be there from start to finish, no matter how bad things were gonna get. I know
4: it was hard for you to live in daddy's shadow all those years. How much you hated Wednesdays when Daddy and I took the early bird at while he made you work late. Or how I spent Sunday afternoons playing the piano with him while he made you watch the TV in the basement with your shoes on and the sound off. I apologize then and I apologize now for not being a better wife, just as I'm sure you'd apologize for me, you'd apologize to me for not being a better husband because I still love you more than I care to conceive.
6: Do you love me? It's a goddamn commercial. Uh, you're my wife. Oh, uh, of course I love you, dear. More than the Giants? More than the Jets. Well,
4: you're, you're, you're still blaming me for the drought.
6: I'm not blaming you. I- I said it's unfortunate that the Giants didn't make the playoff from the year we got married until 1981. But we'll but we'll be well past that
4: if the Giants win.
6: If the Giants win, we'll do whatever you want.
4: Go down to the lake and make love in the sand like we did on our first night together?
6: It's 29 degrees out.
4: You go to football games in this in that weather?
6: I don't go around wearing no clothes.
4: The guy sitting next to you with the, with the big blue G on his chest did.
6: He, he was drunk.
4: You have a picture of him hanging in our den above our wedding picture.
6: Look at this, look at this, look at this. Thomas, Thurman Thomas, that son of a bitch. They had him trapped and they let him get away.
4: They're going to lose
6: and there's nothing you can do about it. Get out. Get out, get out.
4: Do you wanna know where I was today? I was with Philip, the divorce lawyer, the one with the Maserati. He says I have a good case if I decide to pursue it, that you'd be entitled to nothing since daddy left everything in my name. I mean, it's not like I'm unattractive or something. In fact, Philip said I could easily pass for someone his age. I told him he never saw me with my clothes off. (laughs) And it was then that he propositioned me. A 30-year-old boy invited me to the Shady View Hotel. You know, that place you used to take us for those all-you-can-eat breakfasts? at first I thought he was kidding that, that he was trying to extend his hours, you know how lawyers are. But he said that when he looked deep into my eyes, he saw interminable sadness and maybe for one passing moment, we could recapture what, what's left of my joy. It's the two minute warning. Why can't you at least listen to me during the two minute warning? What
6: am I supposed to say, that I'm insanely jealous? Are you? Do whatever you want. What more can I say?
4: He wanted to stoop me, Evan. The young boy wanted to stoop me.
6: The clicker, Eileen, give me the clicker.
4: You don't care whether I did it or not. Well, Evan, I didn't. The one thing in the last 28 years that made me feel alive and I slapped the poor boy in the face.
6: I don't know how to say this nicely but you're having an impact on the game that's approaching devastation.
4: Almost in field goal range, aren't they? which means it can, all, it can all come down to nothing.
6: Unless someone can come up with a big play.
4: Highly unlikely, isn't it? If you think about the past.
6: Unless fate or fumble or something truly unexpected because come on guys, it took so long to get this far. And I love you too much.
4: This is goodbye. don't be sorry, even if the Giants lose, they'll still beat the spread.
6: Don't take this personally because I am sorry about today, tomorrow, the past 28 years. It's that these are the Giants and they're in my blood. Season tickets, every year, Yankee Stadium. Charlie Connolly, Frank Gifford, Sam Huff, Y.A. Tittle, Kyle Roach, Jim, Cat Cavage. Oh, God, how they put their hearts on the line and how we tried to give it back. Then in 56, won the championship game over the Bears, it was the greatest day of my life. Mom cried. Billy and Dad hugged for the first and only time in their lives. Total strangers were picking me up. They called me the charm. The Giants won the first 10 games I ever went to. And the fans in our section rubbed my head as soon as I came into our seats. Then in 58, when Dad went bankrupt and had to sell off his season tickets, the Giants lost in sudden death overtime to Baltimore Colts. The greatest game ever is what people called it. To me, it was the worst because if I was there, I swear the Giants would have won. But I never gave up hope. Not through Ali Sherman, Tucker Fredrickson, Joe Piskarchik. I knew when the right man came along, we would turn it around and we did, Bill Parcells. He's the greatest, Eileen. He won't let us down because these are the Giants and this is my life. Open this door. Don't run the water. I can hear you going through the medicine chest. Come on, Eileen. I want you to open this door before enforcement Force. Please, Eileen, it's going to come down to a final play, and I need you, Eileen, to pray to God that this field goal gets blocked. Anything to preserve what's left of... I would have gotten you something for our anniversary, but you said it was okay not to. If the economy, it stinks, and and this Gulf War, it's going to last for years. I don't care what George Bush thinks. By the grace of God, the Giants win tomorrow night. We'll eat fancy. No early bird, no rotating dessert, no sports channel in the background. Then I'll make a vow. No Stanley Cup playoffs, no spring training, no March Madness. We'll go to the art show, do hikes, make love in the sand, even if it is 29 degrees. Even the good teams have bad years and sometimes the bad teams will come through for you. And when they do, it's so much greater than if it happens every year. They're lining up, Eileen. The players are lining up. I need you to be here. Eileen. Eileen. I'm going to call the doctor. I'm going to call the doctor. I'm going to call the doctor. Right after this play.
0: Evan kneels in front of the television, as if in prayer. Eileen walks out of the bathroom, picks up her suitcase, and leaves.
5: Lights out. The end.
0: I think you guys did a, uh, I think you guys did a great job. Um, it's a really clever play. Um, and, and Hank, you were telling me it's based on loosely based on a, a, a real story?
5: Yeah, I read a story about a man whose wife committed, actually committed suicide during the Super Bowl, and he didn't report it till after the game. I tell it to a friend, and his reaction was, Yeah, so. Um, but actually, that game was not this Super Bowl. It was, I think, the Super Bowl, the 49ers beat the Broncos. 55 to 10 i'm thinking okay you probably should have called during that game i thought the game between the giants and the bills um was this was quite a tense game too so i'm going gosh short of a fire i'm not sure i would have left the house for any you know, let that game for anything uh, while watching this one so and i, I should say too i actually was, had a bunch of short stuff in buffalo and i said to the artistic director "Go, oh, please don't include this play and she goes I think we'll do this play I go. we'll have a trigger warning I go don't do it and sure enough they did a bunch of my plays and I noticed this one got cut you know so I, and, and I cheer for the Falcons now so uh, folks in Buffalo have my true and full uh empathy <laughs> um <laughs> uh
0: John I just
4: want to just a little tight Nice uh, and John tight. and
0: Jess what did what did you think of the the marriage you guys are actually married in in real life and have been happily married for how many years well I should say married for how many years we don't really need that happily
5: well no
6: no okay. it's just mainly yeah happy. we're uh, married you know 15 years
4: what? 15 years yeah. 15.
6: yeah and we were together a couple of years before that as well and, uh, and, I mean, and we well, met, we prior met. to that, I was a Jets fan. So, you know, yeah. I understand. That's Jets. That's Jets. Go Jets, yeah.
4: My, my only sport is synchronized swimming. So, you know, this, whatever. <laughs> and theater. You know, we've, uh, and, and, and we've met through theater. We met through theater and we both still do it. And John is, is primarily uh, sound of projections and I direct an act and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a perfect marriage. It's a perfect match.
6: Yeah, one, one, one little uh, uh, anecdote was uh, I was uh, an engineer and, and a lawyer for many years, and when I retired, I was doing all this sound stuff, but then uh, I, after retirement, I actually went back to school, to back to the Yale School of Drama for sound design and projection design, so I, uh, my, my lovely wife uh, had a, a student living in another city, and uh, she had to keep an eye on me, of course, because... You know all the babes were all over the 65 year old guy who was in class
4: he, he was the only student at yale on medicare yeah so well you cool. could buy beer so yeah That's right.
6: well, actually, and, and i knew how to tap a keg nobody else yeah, knew how to tap they, a they keg. Had
4: a party and 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 they didn't know how to tap the keg so they said get the old guy he'll know how to tap it and oh, he did.
5: Dear
6: sure yeah. enough <laughs> well thank you guys very anyway. much <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information about Quarantine Players, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com/quarantineplayers. As Shakespeare said in Julius Caesar, "If we do meet again, why we shall smile. If not, why then? This parting was well made."